This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 73. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I'm so excited. I highlighted such an awesome book again this week, and it's called Brave Not Perfect. Fear Less, Fail More, and Live Bolder. I am so excited to highlight this book because I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, we strive for perfection. I know I do. And it actually ends up holding me back. So like even with these podcasts, what I made a deal with myself is as I record them, I am not allowed to edit them. I'm not allowed to listen back. <laughs> I literally just record and I put it out there for all of you guys to listen to because if I were to go back through it, I swear to God, I'd cringe at my own voice and I I end up needing to go back in and, and edit it and then it ends up being a whole dilemma that I don't even end up putting it out to the world. So that is what I do now is I literally literally making it a deal with myself just to be brave and put it out there instead of going back and making it perfect. So this is the message today. Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, this is where I highlight books in about 20 to 30 minutes. And what I do is I like to suck out all the actionable nuggets from these books so that you can turn knowledge into action. And because I'm a positive psychology practitioner and coach, I really love to pull out the positive psychology that I find in so many of these books. And then that way you can use the knowledge and use the science-backed research to really help you so you can improve your life. Sounds good, right? Okay, so let's jump right into this fantastic book. I am so excited. And by the way, thank you so much for all the loyal listeners too, who go and give me all these fantastic reviews on iTunes. That really helps grow the show. And you know what? I read those comments and it makes me feel so good. And it reminds me why it is that I'm doing this podcast. I read these books and I love reading. I'm addicted to reading, but you know what? Your comments definitely do help me with motivation and to keep me going with this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all your reviews. They really mean the world to me. And also sharing on your social media. That's so fantastic as well. Okay, so this one is called Brave Not Perfect. Fear Less, Fail More, and Live Bolder. This book is great because it really addresses the idea of um, when we when we think that we're not good enough or when small mistakes or when we lose sleep or ruminate over like small mistakes or worrying that we're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or, or show up and be embarrassed with how we've shown up or, you know, you kind of run yourself ragged trying to do it all and like to do all things flawlessly and to be perfect. And the reality is that this is exhausting and this is really, really hard 
hard. And sometimes we even miss big opportunities because we fear that we won't nail it or that we won't be good or that we'll be judged or we feel foolish for trying. And this is so common. Now, if you're a male listener, this book is also for you. You're going to get a lot out of this, but I find this book was really geared towards females and kind of helping females so that we can shift our focus and kind of have a new perspective on um, being brave instead of perfect. And so she really takes us, the author takes us through um, and teaches us how to fear less and to fail more and to really live bold. So chasing perfection may set us on a path that feels safe, uh, but it's bravery that actually leads us to a path that we're really going to be authentically ourselves and that that path is really what we're meant to follow. So this book provides us with really powerful insights and practices and strategies so that we can make bravery a lifelong habit. So it is so great. I really learned a lot from this book. And actually, there's so much positive psychology interwoven, which really excites me within this book. So the overview of this book is that you know, boys are generally taught to be brave, where girls are generally taught to be perfect. And she does go into quite a few examples and things that back this up and that show that that is kind of the the norm for our culture. And um, as a result, we grow up to be women who are afraid to fail. And we tend to hold ourselves back because we dread not being good enough or appearing less than perfect or making the world you know, or the things that we do kind of, we end up making wrong choices and the world seems like it's kind of scary and it holds us back. And so as a result, we tame down our dreams or we tone down our dreams and we narrow our world. And this isn't good, (laughs) right? We've got big things to do out there. And so if it's, you know, things that are holding us back out of perfection, then it's not really great. So by being brave and not perfect, we can all become the authors of our biggest, boldest, and most joyful lives. And I love the way she put that within her book. So, and this is cool. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Oh my gosh. Isn't that incredible? Life shrinks or expands in direct proportion with the amount of courage that we are putting out there. So courage, therefore, is the key to living your biggest, boldest life and that you can create for yourself. So this is so fantastic. And kind of what resonates with me is um, when I first started writing books, I remember I had a whole bunch of books within my computer. And someone said to me that, you know what, sometimes B minus work is better than A plus work because A plus work is just going to sit in your computer and you're going to keep pondering on it and you're going to keep trying to make it better and better. And it's never actually going to be good enough. And then you won't end up publishing it or sending your manuscript out or you won't, you know what I mean? You see what happen. So someone said that to me and it really resonated with me. You know what? Yeah. Like I'm going to put out B minus work and it's okay that it's not a plus. And the reality is, is that this book is not going to help anybody sitting in my computer. So it actually propelled me to move forward and I had to just be brave instead of being perfect. And that's exactly like I said, what I do with this podcast is I just put it out there and I just had to be brave. And you know what? Not everybody's, it's going to resonate with everyone, but the reality is, is that these books, books change lives. And I believe that. And so it's so important for me to 
keep doing what I'm doing because I know that I'm passionate about it. And I know that all these authors put so much time, energy, and effort into their books. And it's so great if we can get their message out to the world. So yes, so brave and not perfect really resonates with me. And I have to give a shout out actually to Peggy Cleland for recommending this book. She recommended it and I saw it in a stack of books that she was reading. And I'm like, Hey, I haven't read that one yet. (laughs) So this is a great book. Okay. So let's jump in. So how girls are trained for perfection. And now if you're a male listener, right, you could have been trained for perfection as well. It depends on your upbringing. So how girls or anyone is trained for perfection perfection. So you've heard that expression, sugar and spice and everything nice. (laughs) That's what she called her first little section here within her book. So um, what it is, is that well-meaning parents and educators, they guide girls generally towards activities and endeavors that are good, that they're good at and that they can do effortlessly and that they can do easily so that they can feel successful. So they steer them in direction towards things that they're going to feel like they're a success. And they actually end up steering them away from things that might make them feel frustrated, that might make them feel worse about themselves, or that they could possibly, oh my gosh, fail. Can you imagine? So that is a general norm when it comes to um, these well-meaning parents or educators have a tendency to do that, right? And it makes sense, right? You want your child to succeed. You want your child to feel, you know, successful. So it makes sense why parents would do that. And then along the way, we tend to trade in our confidence and courage for approval and acceptance. And you know what? This is a huge one, especially for women, is that um, we're looking for approval and acceptance and we trade in our confidence and uh, so that we can feel approved and accepted by the world around us. And then we develop an overpowering need to please. And I don't know, are you a people pleaser? I know I am. And um, sometimes I remember one time, like I, I used to get like feedback from teaching fitness. And I remember one time this lady, like, you know, she had some constructive feedback and it was really hard for me to take and she really uh, her manner in delivering the feedback though I have to say was you know not so great for me but anyway or anyone it would be not so great for anyone but anyway it was the point is is that um this feedback is um it really it really 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 affected me because I wanted to feel accepted and I wanted to feel approved and this feedback was um really hard for me to take because I I didn't, I wasn't being approved of and I wasn't being accepted. I was being judged. And so, you know, so it was really, really hard uh, for me to accept. So we developed this overpowering need to please others. And so we tend to hold back out of fear um, that we are going to upset someone or not please someone. And this very thinking actually promotes a fixed mindset. And what I love about this book is she referred to, um, in positive psychology, it's the mindset. It's about fixed and growth mindset. And it's referring to Carol Dweck's work on mindset. So in a nutshell, a fixed mindset is when we believe that our abilities are innate and unchangeable. So like you either are smart or you're not. That kind of thinking is a fixed mindset where a growth mindset is based on the belief that our abilities can be developed. They can be cultivated 
and they can be developed and cultivated through effort and deliberate practice. And so this concept that we're kind of breeding within our children as well as that is what makes us feel um, like we want approval, we want acceptance, we want to please other people, and um, we want to, you know, show up perfect, uh, that actually, that thinking and kind of steering towards things that we'll be successful at, that kind of breeds fixed mindset is what she's saying within her book. And this fixed mindset tends to hold us back from trying new things or from, you know, doing things that are outside of our comfort zone. And boys have a tendency to be raised where they're, they're focused, um, they're praised from the process and they're given meaning about the process. So they're rewarded for putting in the effort. They're war- uh, rewarded for trying different strategies. They're rewarded for grit and sticking with things and improving rather than just the outcome. So this is huge. So girls have a tendency to be praised for the outcome. And so this is, you can see how it's breeding these, you know, fixed versus growth mindsets within children. So when we have a fixed mindset and you believe I either have it or I don't, so I'm not going to bother trying versus a growth mindset. Well, you know what? If I practice and I put effort into this, I bet I can get better at it. And you know what? I might not have succeeded this first time, but I'm going to try again or, you know, I'm going to get better at this. And so that's a growth mindset. So you can see how it affects us. So the growth great news is, is that no one is born with a fixed mindset. So in fact, we are all pre-wired to desire to learn and to grow. And so we can also, we can, we can develop a growth mindset. We can shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, which is the good news, right? So, um, yeah, so this is we're, we're, we really can practice. And what she said within her book, we can actually practice bravery. And so she also talked about the cult of perfection. And this is popular culture basically shapes the quote unquote perfect girl. And so women have been wired to play it safe and to, you know, color within the lines is how she put it of perfection. And so, you know, do you, I have a question for you. This is really cool. She asked it within her book. Do do you believe that you need to be perfect? And it's so funny because when you answer that question, chances are you answered it. No, I don't believe I need to be perfect, but you're still, you're, you're saying that because you think that that's what you need to answer, how you need to answer it, which is so interesting because I answered it the same way. I'm like, no, you don't need to be perfect, but we all strive for perfection. And we all put so much pressure on ourselves in order to uh, appear perfect or to, you know, have this perfect life or to have, you know, this persona. And so the idea is, is that like, I've had this rash on my chin. It's a stress rash. I know. (laughs) And I've been through a lot this past year. So it's like, oh my gosh, I have this rash like on my face and it's so obvious. And so the reality is, is like, I'm really self-conscious about it, but the I started doing this practice of, you know what? I have a rash on my face, but that shows that I'm human. My dad's like, oh, what's going on in your chin here, Andrea? 
And I'm like, dad, it's a rash. I've had a lot of stress this year and I'm human. (laughs) That's the bottom line. So anyway, so thank goodness the rash is going away. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not used to that. And it makes me look less than perfect. And it, you know, it's challenging because it's on my face and people see it and I don't want people to judge me. I want them to accept me. And, you know, so you can see how we go down this and we have this cult of perfectionism and it puts a lot of pressure. And so when you get asked that question, do you believe that you need to be perfect? Our brain thinks, oh no, the proper answer to that is no, we don't need to be perfect. But then we're still thinking, like we answer the question the way we think we should be answering it, but we still put an unbelievable amount of pressure on ourselves to be perfect. We, you know, like whether we are consciously aware of it or not, we're still buying into this outdated myth of being perfect. So perfection, in other words, still rules our lives. Perfection still rules our lives. Like it's incredible. All right. So when, when, um, so, and then, so she talked about the next part in her book, she talked about when perfect girls grow up. And so some of our beliefs might be that, you know, um, when we're, some of the beliefs that come around with perfectionism is that, um, when, by being polished, it means that you're perfect. Um, or that once everything is perfect, I'll be happy. Or if I'm not perfect, um, everything will fall apart or perfection is the same as excellence or failure is not an option. You've heard that one before, I'm sure. Or I need to be perfect to get ahead. Um, so you can see how these myths, we kind of, we buy into these beliefs around perfection. And then, um, and then she also talked about that, um, it's all about the protection lies in our essential truth. So it's beyond all this, um, this idea, like perfection is actually boring is what she's talking about within our book. So it's beyond this, um, protection is meant to keep us safe. It makes us play small. If it's not perfect, we pull back, we hold back. Whereas, you know what she talks about in her book that perfection is, is boring because there's no mistakes. There's no flaws. There's no rough edges. Whereas in reality and the real is all about, you know what? It's the messy. It's the unfinished edges that make us interesting and make our lives rich and real, right? It's, it's real. Everyone's human. And it's that idea, right? Permission to be human is a positive psychology expression. Okay. So then within her book, she talked about brave is the new black. I love the way she put it. Um, and so she talked about redefining bravery. So bravery is a pursuit that adds to your life. And it's basically, it's all about that perfection is threatening to take away your bravery. So bravery is a pursuit that can add to your life. It adds things and it's, it's bravery is everything that perfection once used to take away from you is how she put it within her book. So she talked about a famous tweet and she said in a world full of princesses, comma, dare to be a hot dog. And I thought that was kind of funny. So the, the breakthrough is that perfection is a thing of the past is more now about 
about being real, about being yourself, and it's conditioning yourself to be brave and not perfect. So put yourself out there and do something with your life. So, and not be held back by this idea of being perfect and do something that, you know what, it's out of your comfort zone. And instead of doing things that you absolutely know you're going to succeed at, do things that you may not succeed at right? Okay. So, I mean, you can see how perfectionism and doing things that, you know, you're automatically going to succeed, um, and be perfect at, you can see how that keeps you in a box. It keeps you, you know, drawing in the lines. It keeps you safe. And so her suggestion is that you want to redefine bravery that, you know what, stand out and let your bravery be a pursuit that adds to your life. And so she also talked about why, why be brave. And so bravery is what makes falling in love possible. And I love that she brought this up because it's so true, right? Like it's stepping out of your comfort zone. I know right now, 100% with me dating and things like that. And like getting into new relationships, it's really, really scary for me, especially because I've gone through some betrayal trauma, but, um, bravery is what is going to make falling in love possible. You have to be brave. It takes courage to allow someone to see the real you, you know, it's also, it takes courage to, uh, see someone else real, right? So it's, it's a really, really, really important. Like it shows you how bravery can really benefit us in so many ways. Um, and then also she talked about, as Winston Churchill said, uh, courage is the first of human virtues because it makes all others possible. So bravery sets us free. In other words, it gives us the power to clean, to claim your voice, to leave behind what makes you unhappy and to go for what sparks life into your soul. And so it's really essential. So bravery is what's going to move us to the next level. Bravery is what's going to help us, you know, move into a loving relationship. Bravery is what's going to make us try things that we never try that we'll get so excited that we did. Can you imagine if we didn't? Can you imagine? I wouldn't have a whole career around publishing and helping other people write their books. And uh, if I didn't, you know, if I kept all my books in my computer, <laughs> which I used to do. So now it's just about getting them out there, getting them out there and just being brave with B minus work. Okay, maybe B plus work. <laughs> All right, so she also talked about, so bravery allows us to see that messiness, that being flawed, that being a real self is in fact a true definition of perfection. It's a true representation of who you are. It makes you human. Brave is the new black. <laughs> okay, so this next part of her book, I absolutely love. If you listen to me, you know I love actionable nuggets and strategies that can help you so you can turn this knowledge into action. And this is the key to success and constant learning, right? So this book is all about kissing that perfect girl goodbye and the path to being brave. She has so many usable strategies here within her book. Um, and again, if anything sparks your interest, I highly recommend that you purchase the book and support the author because they put so much love, energy, attention in their book. And this book has so many strategies. Okay. So the first thing is about building a bravery mindset. Now we talked a little bit about Carol Dweck's reference to Carol Dweck's work and mindset and how important it is. Um, and so she talked now about building and cultivating this bravery mindset, which really fosters a growth mindset. 
Okay, so since we can't simply will ourselves to be brave, it's like, okay, I'm going to be brave today. There's no magic potion. There's no magic pill. She did offer a lot of strategies that can cultivate this mindset for bravery. So some of the strategies were uh, to keep um, your tank full. So basically, we so we do so much and we take on so much and that we, you know, get burnt out. So the idea is, is that it's no longer a badge of honor to jam everything into your day. And so, um, so keeping your tank full is all about prioritizing your health, um, your sleep, your to meditate, have some me time is really essential. And that's one of her strategies. She also talked about claiming the power to say yet. And I love this one. This is a huge positive psychology hack. So I'm not brave. Whatever you catch yourself say, like I'm not, or I can't do this, always add the word yet. So embrace the power of the word yet. So I'm not brave yet, or I haven't written my book or I can't write my book yet. So as soon as you add that, you open it up and you adopt a growth mindset and you allow yourself to be a little bit more brave. The other thing she talked about was do um, the drama versus wisdom test. I love this one. So does this really not make sense to do or am I doing it because I'm scared and out of my comfort zone. Do you know how many times I put myself to this test? It's like, holy cow, like it makes total sense for me to do this. But the reason I'm not doing it is because it pushes me out of my comfort zone. So you want to put your, put something to the test, like ask, is this drama versus wisdom? So does this really make sense to do or am I not doing it? Am I not doing it because I'm scared or out of my comfort zone? So, so right. So sometimes things make sense to do, but then it's like, you're not doing it because it steps you out of your comfort zone and it's scary and you might fail. (laughs) So then she also talked about, um, look for your edge. So what's the one thing you're most afraid of doing? You know, that thing that if you could do it, you would. Um, thinking about that kind of pushes you to your edge and it challenges you. The next thing she talked about, like what scares me more, right? I love this question because so many times it's like, do you want, what scares you more? Like doing the actual thing that's scaring you versus if you never do it, like you're going to have regret around it. And uh, so it's really important for you to like kind of put that to the test. Like what scares you more not accomplishing that or, you know, playing it safe, like playing it safe and not accomplishing it or doing it. And then you might fail, right? Or you might be successful. Okay. So then she also talked about take your own advice. I love this one. And I always use this with my coaching clients as well is, you know, when you're faced with something scary, ask yourself what advice you would give to someone else in that situation. So like, what would you tell your best friend or like, you know, so it's really important. Um, or what would you tell your kids in this situation? And it's neat because when you flip it, you can take your own advice. (laughs) And then she talked about setting daily bravery challenges. And this is cool. So becoming brave over and over again, actually, Actually reinforces your bravery and rather than reinforcing your fear. So by doing things like, wow, I, I tried this or, and I know on the Lululemon bags, I think it's like, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> um, it's that concept. It's like, um, the more you practice being brave, 
uh, rather than fear, the more you practice bravery, it's going to reinforce your bravery and build a bravery mindset. Okay, so then she talked about getting caught trying. And so sometimes the best way to become fearless is to walk straight into the face of fear. And so you want to get caught trying and being brave and stepping out of your comfort zone and and, um, just trying and putting yourself out there. So her strategies around this is to ask for feedback. And so she talked about Angela Duckworth's book, um, on grit. And I love this because she's a positive psychologist and um, this idea of grit and um, passion and perseverance is really huge. So those who have grit are constantly looking to improve. It takes courage to take feedback. It takes vulnerability to hear feedback and to really absorb it so you can keep getting better. So keep trying, keep getting better, be open to feedback and ask for feedback. And that was one of her strategies for getting caught trying, you know, so becoming fearless and walk straight into the fear. Scary to get feedback. (laughs) The other thing she talked about is surrounding yourself with rejection. So see how other people shake it off and just keep going. So look at the other people that are, you know, failing forward that are doing things and, oh, wow, that didn't work. Okay, well, we'll try it this way. And they keep failing forward. And uh, I love that. And that's such a positive psychology hack to, you know, becoming fearless and walking straight into that fear. Um, So, and the other thing that she talked about was get your fear signals straight. So feeling fear often is a false alarm. Sometimes our brains create stories or we have that mental chatter that makes us feel like we're actually, we should be fearful. But the reality is, is that, you know what, you know, like give it, check it, like get your fear signal straight, making sure that are you just fabricating this or is it really, should I really be scared here? And chances are oftentimes, no, we should not be. (laughs) Okay. Then she talked about, uh, nix the need to please. And this one's so hard. I know for a lot of people and for women, and, um, it's all about the more comfortable that you get with doing, saying, and being in your truth. Um, the, the less you will get caught up in what others are thinking. And I love this. And the way I put it all the time with my clients is stay in your lane, right? And I do this with my life as well, is I don't get caught up on social comparison and I kind of stay in my na- lane and focus on um, I get caught up on what it is that I'm doing. How am I improving? What is what is my truth? And so, like this is really huge. So she talks about nixing the need to please. And here are some strategies. So she talked about trusting yourself. Know what you want. Trust yourself. You know, know what it is that you want to. Um, to do, what what you want to request, what's your gut telling you, like staying true to that and getting more comfortable with that is really important for um, nixing that need to please, kind of focusing on your own truth as opposed to being swayed by others. She also talked about catch, um, catch yourself being really polite and kind of counteracting that with, and the way she put it is to say the word beep off, like F off more often. And um, that's really, sometimes we are, we're way too polite. I know I'm, that's one of my struggles and I'm trying to really, really work on that is that I do, I am sometimes too nice. And sometimes I just have to be a little bit more direct and tell people like, you know what, leave me alone. (laughs) 
Your 150th text is like, you know, driving me nuts. <laughs> anyway, so yes. So three. So then she talks all about just say no. So ask your, you know, ask yourself what it is that you want and what is of a highest value for you and what aligns you with your purpose. Like really asking yourself, what are the things that are most valuable to you and say no to things that are not. And then she also talked about making an ask, like, don't be scared to ask for what you want. And, you know, sometimes asking can be painful. And she's suggesting that um, sometimes we just need to ask and like state our claim and hear our, like claim our voice. And that'll help to nix that need to please. She also talked about persist, but don't be bulldozed and that, you know, claim your voice and just, you know, if you have something to say, say it. She talked about reclaiming your time and also not being scared to promote yourself. And um, you don't have to please everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. That's one thing I really, really learned. And um, yeah, so that that's the nixing that need to please. The next thing she talked about was play for the team brave. And it's fun the way that she put it here is the way to change the global landscape of how all women uh, are functioning and kind of being trying to be perfect is to support and help other women that are are acting in meaningful ways that are stepping out of their comfort zone. You know, it's essential that we encourage each other to be brave and to share the results and to not judge. I mean, it's crazy how judgmental people are. And so we need to build up this kind of sisterhood of strength that supports one another. I know when I see other women and I can see them being courageous, I'm like, wow, like I personally, I don't get jealous. I just use that envy and that uh, feeling as motivation, like, oh my God, that is so great for her. I want more of that for me. <laughs> and so I don't judge them and I don't like, I just take that moment to like acknowledge their greatness and acknowledge like, wow, that took bravery on her part or wow, that's cool. And then instead of um, getting upset about it, I kind of, I join that sisterhood focus and just kind of like build up that strength and that support and encourage it more, but then also use that as inspiration for myself. That's my own approach. And so I love that she brought this up within her book is like play for team brave, like show, um, she also talked about showing the mess behind the scenes, right? We're nobody's perfect. And the reality is, is that that is the reality. So show the mess behind the scenes. She also talked about supporting sisterhood and raise each other up. And then also, um, share other people's random acts of bravery or your own acts of bravery and become a bravery mentor. She talked about, and she says to give ominous feedback when you can and, uh, to be a connector. So help with networking, help build people up. I love that. That is so fantastic and really essential for, you know, kissing that perfect girl goodbye and, and going on a path of being brave. Then she talked about surviving a big failure. Okay. We got to talk about it, right? So find your way through when things don't quite go as hoped or as planned. And this is a wonderful way that we can struggle well, because the reality is if we're trying big things and we're being brave, then you know what? We're going to have to survive some big failure as well. So the strategy around this is the first step is to throw a pity party. <laughs> yes, dance around, feel sorry for yourself, throw that pity party for yourself when things don't go well, when you're presented with a challenge, it's like, oh my God, 
poor me, right? Throw that pity party, but she talked about making it short. And I do recommend that as well with my um, coaching clients. It's like, you know what? Acknowledge the feelings, sit with the feelings for a bit. And then you know what the reality is, is that you can also then the next step is to celebrate your failure. Celebrate what's gone on here because great things are going to come from this and we just have to figure out what that is. So celebrate your failure because that means that you're, you know, giving birth to your bravery, you're giving birth to like new possibilities and things and learning. It's a growth mindset. So the first step is to throw that pity party, but it's short. Then move into a place of celebrating your failure. Then she talked about shaking it off, like literally. So shaking it off, as we know, physical movement, yoga, running, whatever it is, is going to help you actually shake it out of your body. You know, dancing, moving, movement is really important for emoting or moving um, emotion out of your body. So that is one of the steps and strategies. Then she talks about taking this opportunity to review, to reassess, and to realign the three R's. You know, ask yourself questions like what happened, where, when, and how did it happen, or who was involved, you know, what is the real actual consequences of this. Like be real here because sometimes we create and we make the world seem like a lot worse than it is. And we're like, or the problem or the failure a lot worse than it is, but it's like, okay, so what are the actual real consequences here? And so what needs to be changed? What needs to be repaired or what needs to be put back on the tracks? What, what needs to happen? And to help you kind of regroup, learn, repair, grow, reassess, review what happened. And I love that. And then the final strategy, and what she said, is to try again. And that's so true, right? So you're going to try again. So surviving a big failure is all about throwing that short pity party, celebrating your failure, shake it off literally, review, reassess, and realign, and then try again. And that is so amazing. Okay. So this book is amazing because it really helps us grow up to not be afraid to try and not be afraid to fail and to really be brave and not to be perfect and to not hold ourselves back because we dread that maybe we're not going to be good enough or we're going to appear less than perfect, or we're going to make the wrong choices. And then we tame down our dreams and narrow our world, which is terrible, right? So this book really helps us break free from this trap of perfection and rewire our brains for bravery, rewire ourselves for bravery. It's going to give us power to claim our voice. It's going to give us power to leave behind what makes us unhappy. And we're going to try new things and we're going to find that spark that's in our soul. That's going to really help us fear less, fail more and live bolder. So that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that book. It was so fantastic and I absolutely loved it. And I got a lot out of it as well. And I I love the actionable nuggets, actually lots of positive psychology about grit and mindset within this book, um, which is so great. And remember, so bravery, 
memory is a muscle. We can keep practicing it and moving forward. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, I'll be here next week. And by the way, Happy New Year. It's 2020. Whoop, whoop. I hope great things for you come this year and you have a year full of loving, of learning and growing and turning knowledge into action. Have a good day. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.